Hello, James here. Welcome to the James Cast and the year end podcast for PowerWorks with Glenn Power. It didn't start off being the year end podcast, but it ended up getting there. We had this great plan. And the next thing you know, we're talking a little about COVID. We're talking a little bit about plans. We're talking a little bit more about cars. And this conversation just evolved. It, it was kind of fun. It was, it was refreshing. It was vintage Glenn and James having a chat. Here we go. This is the James Cast and PowerWorks with Glenn Power from PowerWorks Automotive. Nice. Very nice. We put back there. Red Bull? Yeah, I'm super tired today. Oh, man. So, um, don't know why. No reason for it. <laughs> Red Bull? I, yeah, I ne- I've never fallen in love with the taste of Red Bull, although I'm, uh, yeah, I'm I don't drinking. I have the normal Red Bull. I'm doing some cranberry stuff in here today and a little bit of carrot. The small problem is is there's quite a big lip for it to come out. Uh. It's getting caught up, though, a little bit, like uh, Chunky's in a sewer. So... <laughs> Yeah, you need to blend what's left over in there and drink again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, fire some Red Bull in there as a liquefier and shake it up and away we go. Nice. Fizzy. Fizzy chunks. Oh, can you imagine? Oh, man. Hey, should we, uh, should we get this show on the road? Might as well try. Yeah, let's, let's see where it goes. Here we go. Spotholics time coming to you from the Rove Podcast Studio in the Rove Hotel downtown Dubai. What are we doing? It's PowerWorks with Glenn Power from PowerWorks Automotive. We're going to fix cars, talk about cars, get some opinions going, and a whole bunch more. And you never know. You just never know where it's going to go. That should be our tagline. You never know where it's going to go. You never know where it's going to go. Yeah. <laughs> tagline of some cars out here should be, you never know if it's going to go. <laughs> Yeah, we won't mention anybody. Well, you know, this is a nice lead-in. It's it's it's, it's great. We got the notes in front of me. I got the notes. I actually, you know, updated the notes less than an hour ago. We're already off the notes. <laughs> notes are done. The notes are already done. What is the point of planning if you're not going to use the notes? <laughs> oh well. But th- this is an interesting. Don't know if the car is going to go. So I was going back to that story. Of talking about the uh, Range Rover, no Land Rover, yep, LR three, LR four, and tuned exhausts, and mm. they, you know they're 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 spectacular. They really are nice. Amy even mentioned, you know, hey, that was just a really nice ride. The the, the reality is they can have a few issues eventually, and and such, and that can become problematic, and mostly problematic for your wallet, yes, not so much for it. Yep. So yesterday I'm at Satellites. I'm in Murdoff. Doing, getting ready to turn home. They've got now a nice U-turn, nice set of lights there where there was never a set of lights when my kids were growing up here so that you could cross the street. It was basically play, you know, <laughs> shakes I had roulette. And uh, so now they've got this nice set of lights. And I see an L-Tire customer service or slash will loan you a car yep. thing. And it, it had to be an LR4. And I'm looking at it going, man, it's in really sweet i mean it's coming from el tire so it's in their livery the whole bit it looked great but all i kept thinking about is i wonder how much that thing costs to keep running <laughs> because a it's not new they're not the newest things on the block anymore no. it looks spectacular so either they had it sitting out in the field ready to be sold but you know no one ever brought it and they decided hey let's just make it our customer fleet but i it, it did get my mind going 
as I started thinking about, and that ties back into, you know, <laughs> are we going to be able to make the thing run? And how long are we going to keep that thing running? How long is it going to run for? Yeah. yeah. It's um, when, you, when you've got the brand behind you and you're the agency for the brand, I suppose keeping a Land Rover LR4 on the road isn't too difficult. Yeah. And one of the good things about them is, they haven't got to pay the full price for the parts. You know, well, we for sure. know what they're making out of parts and when they sell them to us. So. And no one's going to be taking that. If it's a customer service vehicle and they've loaned it to you because, you know, yours is in the shop, what's the chances you're going to take the thing off-road anyway? 100% because it's not your vehicle. <laughs> really? You think? Straight in the desert, up big red, <laughs> let's try and get it stuck. No problem. It's not my car. What's the worst <laughs> that can happen? Well, you get it back and they charge you and they say, hey, you know, this is this doesn't satisfy on the insurance document. Hopefully you, you didn't sign any <laughs> paperwork before you left with the vehicle. <laughs> so it was like that when I left. It's like, woohoo! Well, this is your own CCTV, sir, and that appears to have a bumper on it still when you left. Yeah, it's a it's a difficult one with courtesy cars. Oh, I mean, it's a difficult. You have a courtesy car, right? No, so we we work with um, there's a there's a a lady that I know, her and her husband. um, They have a real estate company, but uh, they also have. A rental car company. Okay, that's uh, good to know. I might need that number someday. Yeah, so they, they're called low price rent a car and that's basically okay. what they do. And so we we arrange for, for customers if they need a rental to, to rent through them and they have the car ready waiting. When the cars are dropped off, we get them the night before or whatever. They're always clean. Yeah. And then they pick them up when they're done. Um, usually we can end up with a situation where you know, we just keep it for a day and we manage to rent it to somebody else. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, eventually, we'll have our own fleet of rental cars. But but they it, might end up being vans. Yeah, hey, <laughs> they're all manual. So not I take one of those. Drive them. Yeah, I'll I, take one of those. <laughs> Can I get a van? <laughs> well, we just bought another van off Colin. So, oh, nice. Um, we've now got two vans. We need to fix this one up. This is a bit of a mess, this van. Just maintenance, really. Yeah. Uh, well, this is after you've t- they've stripped it down. It's no longer a we will fix it machine, right? We've got to do that as okay. well. So we're, we're now going to have two vans, and I, I'm i perfectly happy with having two vans on the drive. Yeah. You know, I've got no problem with that. I, 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 I'll gladly commute in one of the vans, and, and Amy can drive a manual. Yeah. So she'll get used to it. Yeah, she'll yeah. be fine. That'll be fine. She'll, she'll be, you know, Mary She comes Andretti. to work anyway, so. Yeah, but you're, you're commuting together. Yeah. So that, that went p- to the library yesterday to return some light library books. Which which one did you go to? The, um, in the Golden Diamond Park. Okay. And in the van. In the van with the baby seat in it. Nice. Great. No Isofix, but seat belts work. Yeah. That's that's odd. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. I think vans are the way. I think I think vans Definitely. are vans are making a comeback. Definitely. I was speaking to a guy. Actually, Andrew was speaking to them, and he said. Their fleet of vans were off the road because they couldn't find anyone to work on the diesel. Oh, that's right. He's got the Transit. the transits. Yeah. So you guys, diesel guys, can you do it? Well, we're from the UK, so everything everything's diesel. diesel. So you, yeah, I remember. Can. I remember the first time I looked at one of the transporters for Colin. I was rubbing my hands together, thinking, "Wow, oh, these finally, are easy, finally amazing." And then I thought, "Sounds a bit quiet. <laughs> Doesn't smell like a diesel." Yeah. What's going on here? I opened the bonnet and was like, "That engine's out of a Beetle." Yes. What's that doing in there? <laughs> but, you know, four or five years later and it's yeah, just second nature again. But, yeah, the diesel stuff is um, interesting that, the, that in the small applications here, there's not much there's not much to uptake. And, we, you know, we've talked about the diesel quality here. Yeah, but that's odd that there's that the guy 
from that organization. It's having trouble finding someone who's not at the dealer to work on the diesel engines. Yeah, they're out in Rasalkema. There's not a okay, so huge yeah. place, really, is it? I mean, it's a big place, but it's not a big population. So there's probably very little specialist mm. and, and also probably little call for it. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's, uh, but yeah. if they're out of warranty and they're looking to save a bit of money like everybody is these days. Yeah. Uh, interesting, uh, looking around, and I was I was driving up Hesse the other day and uh, noticed that a few of the tire places along there have uh, closed down. They've, yeah. I guess there's been some consolidation, and it's not just your old namesake, but there were, were a couple more that, you know, that used to be... Hey, you need you need to open up a business. Open up a tire place. You need to open up a business. Open up a dog grooming place. Uh, there's a few more like that, and I was surprised to see in various parts of the city them shuttered. Hesse Street turned into Tire Street, didn't it? Yeah, for for a while. And the, and the problem and it, I had it was with from it. zero to really expensive yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. and the, and the problem I had with it, and I, I represented a, a company, that, and we had one on there, but yeah. the location whilst you've got probably as much passing traffic as any other location in Dubai, yeah. how do you actually get to it? <laughs> yeah. It's a car park for five hours a day. The morning and the evening is a car park in yeah. both directions. Yeah. And so are you really going to go there to have a tyre change? You've got to go onto the service road, at which point you've then got to come you, out in the wrong direction yeah. and do a big loop round to go. So, And if you miss the service road, then you've got to go up to Saudi German Hospital. Two and then, U-turns, yeah. To, yeah, and, and trying... Or, or come and work your way around through Al-Basha. Yeah. yeah. Good luck with that. And, and so I always thought, beautiful looking... And, and, you know, let's face it, there's an Aloe Bay route on yeah, further which, up, yeah. which is great. But forget about getting in there if you're not in the right space. So you see it. You see the wonderful yeah. lights and you see the marquee and you see the car. Good luck at getting my, into there. My thing is with that, though, Aloe Bay route, that's a treat. Got to yeah. get a tire changed, isn't yeah. is it? It's no, worth yeah. the hassle to go for Aloe Bay <laughs> It ain't worth the hassle to go and yeah. get a Pirelli fitted or whatever. Oh, it it, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's really kind of funny because you got to know that everyone who looked at that space said, oh, cars? We're here. They're not cheap as well. The rent's on there, you know. Oh, no. Ex- exceptionally high. Wow. So I, I never understood it, and we were tied into it when I joined, and we got rid of it when the contract end, mm. ended. And I, there just needs to be some... You see, Dubai's grown so quickly. Yeah. And it continues to grow. You know, it's like we have conversations with people back in the UK, obviously, and they kind of think that nothing's happening here like it is in the rest of the world, yeah. you know, but we're just getting on with it and yeah. still everything's growing. So you see what happens. Albasha develops into what it is and then TCOM or whatever it's called now, Barsha Heights or whatever it is now, that that, yeah. that grows. And then right in between the two, you've got Hesse Street, which is now <laughs> four lanes either way. Yeah, It needs to be another two lanes. Flyovers and yeah. service roads and stuff. And it's it's just one of those where you think, oh, you know, you you just can't actually keep up with the development. The, the roads are always going to be last. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and they'll sort it out. It'll yeah. get there in the end. You know, look at Um Scheme now. That was a nightmare before. Yeah, look at it now. It's it used to have a roundabout on Elkale Road. <laughs> yes. Ridiculous <laughs> to even think about that now. Yeah. And that's all sorted now, all the flyovers on there. And so yeah. it will get sorted because there's one thing that they'll do here is solve problems. But, yeah, it was a strange one. And, and tyre shops are... 10 a penny yeah. I mean how where do you have to go to find one if they're everywhere right? everywhere you yeah. go yeah. so 
Yeah, it's uh, you know the other one. I noticed this one this morning actually because they've done a lot of road work out Murdoff Way and they've they're 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 expanding things, which is great. But I I I've noticed that there is not a uniform distance or width of a lane. <laughs> Wayne, lane width is not uniform, and. I noticed I've, I've been noticing this recently with the number of cars that are trying to follow the new line setups and how close they get to each other and things. And I only it only clued in today when I was looking at at a vehicle in front of me and I'm looking at the lane and I realize, hold on a second, that lane goes from being you know maybe 12 feet wide to eight feet wide in the span of 50 feet. Yeah. And so it's it's not instantly noticeable to you, but then you kind of wonder why the cars are kind of bunching up on each other. I was like. Hold on, uh, what, and then and then I just started to notice it over the, the, a two-kilometer stretch, where they go from being wide to narrow to wide to somewhere in between. To and I thought, what is going on here? Mm. Interesting, <laughs> especially when you like when you know, you only need two or three big rigs side by side yeah. on there, and and then all of a sudden you wheel arch to wheel arch. Sparks well, flying. And and are you willing to concede space, right? So then it's one thing, okay, yeah, you got people who are too close and maybe accidentally they, they start hitting each other. But what if you got that I'm in my lane? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I'm not giving way to you because it's gonna it's gonna win me two two seconds to the next set of lights. And uh, you know, you don't want to be an idiot when you get to the set of lights that the guys cut you off, or that's another one, we'll talk about it in a second too. But when you get to the lights and the guy's just gone through the whole process of speeding past you and then you're sitting right behind them, you kinda of wanna beat the horn. <laughs> give away yeah, nice. good work that, that <laughs> you, really can, helped you, out there. you can see the guy throwing it into park and getting out and you got a road rage incident on your hands yeah. right yeah but it's uh, no but that road that lane width i i i really got to do some investigation because i really thought there was standardization clearly i'm wrong no 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 i, I it's a it's a bad thing actually back home in the uk where especially this time of year where we get a sort of a low sun and it's rained mm. so the roads are slick oh man and then we'll have you know, you'll, you'll have some roadworks going on or they'll be redoing the lines on the road and they don't quite match where the old ones were or they're moving in for a reason. Oh, and you can see the black. And you can see they're... both of them. You don't know where to go. <laughs> so, yeah, you get some, uh, get some interesting ones. It's, it's, I think one of the issues here with, with lane width, it's quite important that it's standardised, I think, yeah. if they can, because, you know, we see the GMC Sierras with, you know, four-wheel rear axles on them. Yeah. It's like that's a wide truck. That's a, it's it's huge. Yeah. yeah, and and then you've also got to you've also got to allow the the gaps that they fit through is about thirteen centimeters. But you've got to allow the little gaps for the Zamato and Deliveroo and yeah, yeah, because those guys are flying through stuff. To fit through that are weaving in and out. Yeah, I, I saw a couple of guys doing that yesterday, and it's just like guys, really? Like you, you get you can't do that. You're going to get killed. I, I've um, I've never. We've again during lockdown. It was like the the only real way to get a takeaway, right? Well, it was the only way. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we got in. We we were using Deliveroo. We were in Russell Kamer at the time, but Deliveroo and um, Kareem and they all had their own the Zomato and Talabat. They all had their own delivery services, obviously, and and we were using them. But never once did I call. I can remember waiting about two and a half hours for a KFC. <sighs> And that was right at the start of it. And Yikes. the police were checking everybody. Right. And the guy that was delivering it was actually in a car. So he was definitely getting stopped. A bit different when you're in a branded bike with a big yeah. cool box on the back. But he, um, I'm not calling up and saying, where's my food? Yeah. At no point do I want to rush one of these <laughs> motorbikes. Because no. every single 
time when I drive home. Sort of wincing, going round roundabouts, and yeah. thinking, man, you shouldn't um, be doing that. Don't no. pull in front of me. I've, I mean, I've sat. We've had drivers. I've sat in cars um, where a door's been opened, and the bike's oh, inches yeah. from yeah. hitting it. Yeah, people open the door here. Some people chew tobacco. Yeah, they open the door and spit. Now they shouldn't do now because the COVID. Yeah, they do. They shouldn't do anyway. It's disgusting, but they do it. Yeah. Um. They open the door without looking, and if the bikes are weaving in and out, if you're sat in traffic, yep. you don't need to be going very fast. Well, and forget the delivery bike guys. You just got the weekend warriors who are back out in their Harleys now and in their sports now bikes. It's season, yeah. I mean, if, and they're nuts. They're yeah. doing the same thing. They're weaving in and out. They're on the shoulder, yeah. and it only takes one guy to open up a door, and you take out you know a hundred thousand dirhams worth of bike, and it's not your fault. Yeah. And who knows what's going to happen to the guy on it? You know, they're they're going 20, 30 kilometers an hour, 40 kilometers an hour when they're weaving in and out. That's that's serious injury. Yeah, serious injury, yeah. And half these guys don't have leathers on. So, uh, you know, you fall off a bike even going 10 kilometers an hour, you're going to you're gonna scrape yeah, the we got skin the, right off your arm. We got the lecture from a policeman back in the UK when we were stopped coming back from football. I was on the back of DJ's bike. And we'd just been racing a VX220, actually, uh, which was a, a, a Vauxhall sort of version of a Lotus. Uh-huh. And... Um, so we were pulling some speed and obviously a police car heard the exhaust on the bike and pulled us over and then I was in my football kit. <laughs> so I'd got shorts and socks on and the, the the policeman was a biker and he went through all of the, he lectured us like, to, and he should have, rightly so. I mean, I was 20 at the time or something silly, you know, thought I was invincible and all that. But yeah, he gave us a lecture and he was like, you know, how many seconds it takes to get through to your bone when you hit the tarmac and it's like yeah. leathers take half a second and denim takes another quarter of a second and then skin doesn't even count and then you're through to bone. Yeah. And so. you're going to be scraping along the floor for a long time when you come off a bike, even if you're just doing 50, 60 miles an hour. So um, it's always it's always a worry for me. I'll never, I don't think I'll ever end up riding a bike. I don't think I'll ever end up riding a bike here. I've not got my license and it's something I can manage without. But when you see them on the road, when you're not, it's probably worse not being a biker. But you just worry every single time. Oh, it's totally, like, totally. I had a son who used to ride a bike. He doesn't ride it anymore. And it was, I was always worried. And and we, as parents, so we said, okay, you know, and, he, and, and the realization was he was going to get a bike either way at some yeah. point. So we made sure he had the leathers. He had the... You know, he had he had a, a plaid jacket, actually. It kind of looked like a Sons of Anarchy kind of thing. <laughs> but completely Kevlar, <laughs> Kevlar lined. Like, it was it was sold by the bike store. It was, you know, back, back home. It had the the, the elbow pads and the back pad. And it, like I said, it was Kevlar. So, it, it you know, it had the rating on it. Plus, they had the leather jackets. Plus, the leather boots, the, the riding boots. Plus, the pants. Plus 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 because and he'd say it's going to be really hot i say yeah it's going to be really hot but you got to wear it because you, otherwise you're going to have nothing left if the yeah, yeah. if you win the lottery and get into an accident it could happen and you don't want to be that person no so it's uh and i i, I think sometimes our cars the people who are driving just don't think well, about you don't think about I mean, so at home i'm i'm like right in the middle of the country we've got like hills and mountains all around every direction you go you'll go get to some rolling hills and green typical what people would probably imagine when they think of the UK so there's all country lanes that are, you literally can't fit you definitely can't fit two cars going opposite ways down 
and sometimes you know if there's a if there's a tractor from one of the farms coming the other way it's it's brushing away at the, at the hedgerow at the side of the road so they're really narrow and they're bright yellow and red signs all the way along these roads and around they just say think bike mm. just to try and prompt you to think hang on a minute yeah. you know do i really am i being clear with what i'm about to do am i signaling before i turn am i you know because you're going down a country lane you don't see a car for 20 30 minutes sometimes but there's a bike on your tail that's doing four or five times your speed yeah you see a junction to turn away yeah. you turn right the bike comes on the, straight over the side of the car so those signs i don't know how good they've been but there was there was one out by us that used to have a rolling count of accidents on the road and fatalities yikes, yikes. and it's like that makes you think that really does make you think but fun machines I totally get the appeal. Oh, absolutely. And uh, if it wasn't for the fact that probably the only bike that I could ride without looking stupid on would be a Hayabusa, which would kill me within <laughs> 25 <laughs> seconds, I, I might be a bit more tempted, but no, I, I'm probably never going to be a bike guy in yeah. terms of riding one. But get the appeal. I just wish oh, that... Convenience, ease, especially here, fuel yeah. economy. Oh, man. Yeah. And, you know, you just get on, put on your helmet, get your, get some stuff, you're gone. Yeah. I, I get it. I totally get it. Parking, easy. I totally get it. Yeah. But I'm not doing it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not. I actually saw a guy yesterday, and uh, so this was at night, and he was pulling up, you know, right around where we live. Guy is on a, and it was a Goldwing, a big Honda Goldwing nice. decked out. He got the, he had the CD player going. I could, I got it because it's like driving the Jeep with the radio on, yeah. right? And uh, no helmet. Oh. <laughs> just, I'm, I did a second look and I'm going, okay, whether it's law or not, what are you thinking? Bi people on a bicycle are wearing a helmet. Why are you on a moving vehicle screaming down the, the road? And he wasn't going too fast. He was, he was being civilized, but still he had a baseball cap on. That was it. And I thought, come on, dude. See, the problem is with that, right? It's, it's this whole, I, we, we used to talk about something similar when, when I was doing A-levels. And, and I'd never thought of it at the time being 17, 18. I was, I was thinking, well, if someone doesn't want to wear a helmet, it's their loss. Yeah. The problem is that person's got parents or children or yeah. a wife or yeah, a husband. Yeah. And there's also the fact that it's a waste of an ambulance. Well, It's a waste of an ambulance. Yeah. It's a waste of police time. It's a waste of whatever else needs to happen to just clean up the mess of that accident. Yeah. And then you've also got the fact that you know, they probably go and survive and then do it again. Yeah. I had a good friend whose daughter was in a motorcycle accident where they, she kind of got ejected off the back and then over top of a car and, and she lived. She's never the same. No. So, I mean, she's, she's there and she's, you know, functions, but she's not the same daughter yeah. that he said there's, you know, something in that, you know, the concussion that she got and she's not the same person. Yeah. And you got to live with that. And you know, yeah. the parents got to live with that forever. And brothers and sisters and yes, yeah. it's it's, it's a it's a difficult one because the thing is with a bike, you know, even if you do, even if you do follow all the regulations and do everything extra yeah. and above and beyond that you physically can, yeah, you're on a bike. You're well, not sticking to the speed. Uh, Let's just be yeah. honest about it. You're not going in a forty. You're yeah. not going forty. 
Yeah. Because you're on a bike. Yeah. That one pull of the throttle, you can do 140 <laughs> in a couple more seconds. So. And you do, just like the guy in the Ferrari. You know, you, you you're doing that quick, rapid. You, you want to hear the mufflers. And of course you do. And, 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 and the fact of the matter is that's going to happen. And, and if you yeah. come off a bike at 140, I don't care what you're wearing. Yeah. You're going to be in a mess. As Joey Wu always says, uh, just keep in mind that everyone in a car is trying to kill you. So, Pretty much, yeah. So you want to, you want your bike to be as noisy as it can be, so that they know you're there. You want to keep yeah. revving it up at the stoplight, so they know you're there. Yeah. The but guy, the guy who worked next to me at uh, VW in the UK, Mark Topley's name, and um, he was he was what maybe twenty years older than me when I was there. Uh, so he would have been about sort of late thirties, and then towards forties, late forties as I left, and then. He lived quite a distance from work. In the UK, quite a distance is not actually a distance because the place is so small, but probably 25, 30 minutes drive. But he used to come on a 50cc moped. Okay. And his other two cars he had were Land Rover Defenders. So he used to just leave them in the garage and then use the moped when the weather was okay. And to be fair, he'd do it most days, even if it rained. And I remember him going absolutely crazy at one of the lads because... He'd seen them riding their moped home mm. and pulling over to the, so we drive on the other side of the road in the UK and then pulling over to the left-hand side to let cars pass. And he went, he'd gone past him and seen that. I said, what are you doing? You're on the road. You've paid your tax. You've got your insurance. You've learned yeah. to drive. You've bought the bike. Ride it in the middle of the lane because if you get over, how are you ever going to get back across? Yeah. Somebody's going to try and come past you and then they're just going to hit you yeah. if they have to go across because someone's cut them up. Stay in the middle of the lane drive defensively yeah. if they want to go around they can go all the way around yeah they'll do and the pass and i never sort of thought of it that way and again going out on the bike as a passenger really with with dj and then obviously seeing and hearing that and it does make you a bit more appreciative of yeah. a minute. I, the the most scared i've ever been in a car was in my golf racing dj on his bike and again young and stupid nothing what's worse that could happen and i can tell you now my clock finished at 160 miles an hour and i was hitting the end of the clock <laughs> i don't know how accurate they are at that speed but yeah. it's, it's hit the end of the clock and at that point i started to catch up with dj's bike dj's in front of me and see a speed wobble coming you're out? talking if there's two millimeters of that tire track <gasps> in contact with the with yeah. the tarmac yeah and that's all it was and i'm going past him so we're doing 160 miles an hour and I've never ever been so scared in all my life thinking not for me I'd got four brakes yeah modified brakes big fat wide tires so if I needed to stop I'd have probably managed it but if it had been blown across by the wind at the time and it wasn't until we were in too you're in too deep at that point yeah, I can't yeah. I can't wave to him and say stop he's not got mirrors to look see where I am yeah, to yeah. see that I've slowed down and he's not going to back down anyway so I've got to get and keep going and it's too late and then we got through it nobody got hurt and it was oh really good fun and laughter afterwards. yeah that was really stupid wasn't it, it but it's, that was stupid yeah and I've never been so scared in a car I've, I've spun a car I've gone through hedges I've never rolled a car yeah I never want I never want to be I in don't that want to, but I'm, I'm sure that's a lot more scary but the most scared I've ever been in a car wasn't having an accident it was the fear of, well, yeah, we're in this now. Yeah, we were in too deep. Yeah, and, and who's you gonna could not see, you could honestly to the point where you could almost see light 
between the tyre and the road. There, was, there must have been two millimetres of the tread in, in contact with the road. And you can see him just sort of drifting. He's, yeah. at, he's at the mercy then of the wind. Yeah. Like, there's nothing. One little piece of road debris that he's got to swerve around, he's gone. Yeah. Well, well so. gives me gives me goosebumps yeah. thinking about it. And it's not positive. Yeah. Hey, you mentioned something along the way, and this is kind of cool. We've been talking in for the last few weeks. We're talking about the Trans Ams and the Camaros. And my uh, my cousin back in Calgary had posted up a few pictures of the, the Trans Ams and Camaros. I might have actually sent you that as a you message. Did. Yeah, <laughs> that's what, and that's that's actually funny because I I did reach out to uh, to Richard uh, Richard Bilo, cool guy, and and say, man, we need we need you. We need your, but you, you could do business here. Yeah. Get him over it. <laughs> so he's doing it in Calgary, obviously, and he's doing really well there. So, uh, and he's just got a, a great gig going and he's got that great Toyota pickup truck that he, he's got a model of it as well. And he's got a mini and he's got a, quite a collection. He's, he's got a Porsche of his own. Like he's, he's in the right business, especially with this, this, uh, retouching and detailing and, yep. and stuff. Yeah, it was so, a three IROX, wasn't it? Red, yeah. Yeah. Red, white and blue. Yeah, and different different ages, so yeah. that's that's kind of fun. And it's actually was interesting because I, I did see a post a while back where he said, "Look, we get a lot of really cool stock that comes through here that we don't take pictures of because privacy, and our clients don't want us taking pictures of their cars and posting them up on the internet because yeah. they, they want people knowing what they're driving. They don't yeah, want to." Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah, but uh, what, what, where this leads to is back to the very beginning when we were talking about uh, these kind of cars, and you mentioned the Lotus. When you were mm. talking about, you know, back in the day. And I got to say, and this just sort of clicked right in, is when I think of a sports car, the Lotus always comes to mind. And I, I always remember going back to Brown Car Guy, Shazad Sheikh saying... Happy birthday for yesterday. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday. Shazad. Happy birthday, Shazad. Brown Car Guy, the, uh, the other one half of Motoring Middle East for many, many, many years... Mm. Uh, cut his teeth in Saudi Arabia, you know, great guy. But he, he always used to say, you know, the Lotus is actually a real man's car. Like you can, you can still drive a Lotus where he said, you know, a Ferrari and a, a Lamborghini, there's so much junk going on in them. Whereas the Lotus is actually still a fun car to drive. The, the, the painful thing for me is the only bad thing I can say about a Lotus is that I can't physically fit in one. Yeah, they're pretty low. Like I'm looking at a Nuvora. And I, I saw one the other day, and I just went, man, you know I what? Can, I, I, I can't. If they took the roof off, maybe. I can't. My no. my my, uh, my knees hit the wheel. I can't drive them. Wow. You see? just doesn't work. Physically can't get in. Man. Which is, you know, kind of what it is. Yeah. But, as, as but they haven't really changed a lot in the way they look either. No, so. You know, how many times do we say car manufacturers should make cars for what they are and make them for a purpose and make them pure? Well, yeah. Lotus is as pure as it gets. They, you know, I'm looking at I'm looking at three Avoras, the 400, the GT410 Sport, and the GT430, and the 430 seen, Sport. Uh, what, have you seen the electric one? Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous car. <laughs> you know, <laughs> an amazing looking thing. Yeah. Evesia or Evia or however you were, if you pronounce the J or not, I don't know. Um, fantastic looking car. And, well, <laughs> I hope I can maybe fit in it. But yeah, I, I don't think so. But it, 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 I mean, just from the back end of it, when you look at the back side, it's wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's I just, mean, it's, it's, they're, they're, wow. they're a pure 
sports car. Yeah. And it's, I think it's that purely designed for that. It's, yeah. it's not pretending that it's going to manage doing the weekly shop and you yeah. can't take your children to school in it and you can't actually really drive it over anything higher than a <laughs> pebble. So if you live in a community with speed bumps, you're screwed. And if they start doing construction and want to put hoses and wires over the road and put a big concrete speed hump over the top of it, you're done. You're done. Yeah. But it's a sports car. But it's a sports you can car. Go and have, and you can go and have fun in it. And as Shazad was saying, I mean, he's referring to the fact that there's very few driver aids on it, and the ones that are on it can be disabled. Yeah, they're relatively. And, and you know what? It's kind of a thing. And when you say, "Oh, you you think sports cars? You think Porsche? You think Ferrari? You know, you you think Lamborghini? Maybe you put a Maserati in there. Maybe, maybe not. But when you say Lotus. It it's it still has that cachet. Not that yeah, the other yeah. ones don't, but there's a different cachet to Lotus because no. it's almost like they haven't sold out to the well, man. No, you see what you say, Porsche, right? Fantastic. Nine eleven, put it up against any car, no problem. Nine eleven, amazing engineering car. But when you say Porsche now, you already have the Cayenne, yeah, the Macan, <laughs> the Panamera. They sold out, and then it's like, yeah. Yeah. The, 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 <laughs> It's They're almost not like pure car. I mean, there's nothing. I, I love the Cayenne. I love the Cayenne. Absolutely do love it. And the new Panamera is not an ugly car, but they were ugly though. The name yeah. means more now. There's more to it. Whereas Lotus is purely. You know what it Lotus. is. You know what it is for me. It's all of these other cars. Even even the Lamborghini seems to be there, like just mass produced now. And I know they're not per se, but I, there's there's just enough of them around. Whereas Lotus. They, they they can't be making a whole bunch of those cars. No, you still get the feeling that it's a couple of uh, people from the same family <laughs> yeah. in a shed on the back garden, don't you? Yeah. Sort of knocking them out of, of, of their, their house on an estate somewhere. And, you know, and that's I, cool. That kind of works for me. You know, is it going to have the best fuel economy? No. Is it going to look really cool and make you feel really cool when you get in that and you rock up and you... Yeah. Is it going to fall apart? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> There's, you know, there's nothing you can, there's, there's, there's not much. When you buy it with that in mind. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a friend who's got two, two, uh, Jaguar XKs and he was like, well, I need to have two because one of them's always broke. He just sort of accepted it and just bought another one, you know? So, so, you know, and, and, and he wouldn't change it. Yeah. He wouldn't change them as much as he's never ever going to see any of the money back that he's put into it. He loves them. Yeah. Well, it, and this that that's the old XK, which is still a sports car. There's yeah. no space in the back. They've got seats in the back, which nobody can ever fit in. <laughs> it doesn't pretend to be anything. It's not. It's a sports car. They're both convertible. So right now he can have the whale of a time in them. Yeah. Perfect weather for it. But it's, you know, it, it doesn't pretend to be anything it isn't. It's got a big stupid V8 in the front. And it drives and handles really well. And it was a sports car made as a sports car. Yeah. You know, nice finishing side, wood everywhere, leather everywhere. That's Jaguar. Yeah, that's yeah. the. Well, I think Jaguar. But it isn't anymore. The F Type. Yeah. It's, it's awful inside. I, I don't know what they've done. I mean, that's when I think Jaguar, I think of nice teak or wood mahogany or, you know, it's wood. There's tons of leather. It's all kind of spaced out. It's, it's you get in and you, this could be a, a chauffeur driven. Yeah. In fact, I almost think about what was that show? The guy's name was Steed. What, what was that show called? The guy in it who's in uh, the Avengers? No, the. Mm, it's going to come to me. It'll come to you. But, you know, that, and I remember that's what he used to drive around. I'm sure he was driving around in a nice old, but it wasn't old in the day, 
a uh, a nice old Jaguar. The new Avengers. Oh, the new Avengers. That's yeah. it. Yeah, the new Avengers. John, um, John Steed. That's it. See, I got something in, and I, I I did get Avengers, but it was the new Avengers. Yeah, yeah. And and I don't know if he is driving around in a uh, Jaguar. It could be a Rolls Royce, but the thing, you know, there's there's nothing much more to that. The Jaguar one is a, is a perfect example of where things can unfortunately go wrong when you sell out, and and the the oh, there we go. The F Type is is a. Don't get me wrong, you get the five litre supercharged and, and you're going to have a whale of a time in that trying to keep it under the control and it's got plenty of noise and plenty of speed but it doesn't hold a candle to one of the old ones and there's probably a lot of modern cars that are the same mm. but you know, there's, there's you expect a bit better from a car like that and that's why fair play to <laughs> Lotus, they keep going and they just keep making cars as they are and you know, they might not necessarily be the best build quality they might not necessarily be the fastest but they don't weigh a deal because they're a sports car and they'll go as quick as you can handle and probably quicker. Yeah. yeah I'm looking at the cars they used to drive. Aston Martins, Audis. Uh, he was in an XJ11 or XJ12. Sorry. XJ12, he was driving one. Yeah. Driving one of those. Uh, and there's a, there's a little portion there somewhere and a, a BMW touring something or other. Anyway, who knows what the heck that is? Um, <laughs> The new Avengers. The new Avengers. Available on video on demand somewhere. And it was uh, pretty horrible at the time, but you know what? I'm sure it's uh, still equally horrible, but, you know, it's kind of fun. The problem with these old TV shows, right? You know, you go back and watch them and think, political correctness, when did that happen? Yeah. Some of them are shocking. (laughs) And I hate people that say, like, you hear the whole thing's like, oh, Friends is racist and sexist and this and that and the other, and it's like, man, give it a break. It was 30 years ago, and it's like... Hey, don't say that. I feel old, because it's... It's it's like when people say, oh, yeah, we're going to listen to some old stuff from the 80s, and I go, what? What what do you mean that's old? (laughs) That that was... That's good music. (laughs) They're playing a song, and I'm going, I remember exactly what I was doing when they were playing that song, where I was in Ottawa. I was at Guadalajara's, and I was was chowing down on a plate of zucchini rings. Bring on that fine young cannibals. (laughs) It's like, that's ancient music, man. Well, it is what it is. And things have changed, just like the cars. I mean, take take a Range Rover. Mm. example like look where that's come to from where it was i mean we've got a a, a 356 a original genuine one probably quarter of a million dollar car really he's come in today for tune and uh, brake fluid change okay what an amazing car but look where we've come to from that yeah you go and get in you go and get in a, a a 992 911 now and you wouldn't Apart from the bad, you wouldn't know it was from the same people. Mm-hmm. The shapes relatively yeah. true to form, but but everything else, it's ta- it's it's almost like a little bit of the life has been taken from it, and it's yeah. just made it. It's that mass. It's it's now for a mass audience. Yeah, yeah. Which mass is consumer. which is which is you know that's that's capitalism, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. You know, you don't want to get into something that looks a little bit more like a kit car. Something where the, hey, we've got some great. I mean, that's five sixes. I mean. <laughs> Beautiful. Like what else? You, what else you got going on in the shop? So today we've had a bit of a spring clean. This morning we just got in a bit earlier and just said like, all of us an hour. You realize it's not winter yet, right? Doors closed. Well, you know. Uh, oh, hold on. We had this discussion 
with Colin and we will fix it. Cause I said, you know, you're putting up on your Instagram spring cleaning and he goes, <laughs> and they actually, they're, they're going up right now. And I, and I, for a moment I thought, because my, my feed broken is like this old. And I'm like, no, it's brand new. I'm going spring cleaning. It's, so just, I, the, it's just the phrase that's been well, stolen, isn't I it? I actually asked him about that. And he said, well, actually, the lady, their, their social media manager, is from Australia. In Australia, it's spring. There you go. <laughs> and I went, there you go. There we go. And so she's going, well, yeah, but it is spring. <laughs> she goes, yeah, but not here. Well, we're in the northern hemisphere now. And she goes, yeah, but it's still spring. It's like, well, there you go. Yeah, I mean, it's... Um, important to do but, it every now and again you got to get in there and clean out because otherwise you just get stuff that's the in the pr- corner the, and so we have an issue where you know so i've got a list of stuff that i need to do that i went through with everybody this morning and said right we go through every day we go through all the cars that are in our custody basically and say what's happening where are we where are we at any customers that need updating get updated at least i hope they do anything they need from me i do then i make a list of everything i need to do out of the day i've got like 16 17 things to do now, at that point, you look around and think, well, I need to prioritise here because a couple of these things might have been finished already had we been a bit more organised. Yeah. And it's not, it's, not through, it's not through lack of trying. It's just sometimes you know, I, I go to leave the office and the customer comes in to see me. Yeah. Yesterday I was putting a bumper on, back on a, the rear bumper back on an Audi Q5 because we'd done the blind spot sensors on it. And literally put the bumper in, I put, got the bumper in my hands and I guided it on the first guide pin and a customer turned up at the front and was like looking down the shop to see me. So what do I do? Yeah. I've got to put the bumper down, get someone to take it over from me and then go back. Now that person was doing something else probably. So these things just happen. We're in service industry and we're customer service and, and people, while ever the doors are open, people are entitled and welcome to walk in. So these things will always happen. And things can get away from you. So an hour well spent to get, you know, you've got 11 people working for an hour. That's 11 hours of work you can get done there. Yeah. There's a lot you can do in 11 hours. Yeah. So we we just got everything from around the edge of the workshop into the middle and went through it. Some customers will say to us, can you keep the old parts to show me when I take the car? Sometimes they're genuinely interested. Sometimes they're just saying it to make you think that, well, you better change my parts. Are you telling me you're going to change? Because... Yeah. I'm going to check the old ones. And sometimes they are asking you to do that because they do want to see that. And they're quite forthright and forward about saying, no, I want to see the old ones because I don't believe you're going to change them. There's a couple of garages I, I used to go to, well, Max's Garage, AAA, and they would always put the old parts in my car in the back. And I'd always say to them, look, guys, I don't need to see the old belt. Yeah. I don't need to see that old starter motor. Just yeah. keep it. I, I trust you. Yeah. Well, this they happens. It's policy. You know? They say it's policy. We want, we want you to see what we've taken out. This happens and, and then we're in, again, we might be about to clean up and something happens so it gets left on a rack and then the racks are all full and it's like, well, I've got nowhere to put this bumper that I need to take yeah. off and it's like, okay, <laughs> why is this dry? Well, the rack's full, what of? Well, there's a condenser there that we changed six months ago. Well, come on, let's get it out and get it thrown away yeah. in the recycling or whatever it may be. So, that was this morning that was quite important. Like say the 356 came in which was a showstopper that stopped us all in the tracks for a little while while that was being booked in and it's it's you know building engines and all the tools and the equipment that we used they've all arrived from the uk so we had to well that must that to, must just be like christmas then. so we had to yeah we had to get that off the container and um get that in there and now organized and we've got a nice little work set up and work area set up from that 
And we've got plans to put a couple more lifts in. So there's just you where, know, are, you gonna put, where are you going to put more lifts? Your your shop. Well, we're going to have right? a scissor one in the middle. Okay. That'll oh, nice. straddle yeah. the drain, and we can do quick service breaks and all changes on there. That'll go right right up to the glass of the reception area, and then where the washroom is, we'll have one more at an angle there. Okay. I was hoping to be able to get two in, but I would get them in, but then I'd be struggling to get on the four post lift, and I don't mm. want to put the four post lift at an angle. Because that's in the place there, ready for when we have the money to afford the wheel alignment equipment that we can that mm. we want. We can put that on without having to modify the lift. So I'm not going to move that. So yeah, it's uh, it, and it's not necessarily about having more capacity. Yeah, it's not the fact that okay, we've got six lifts now, and if we put two more in, we can take another thirty three percent of work. We can't. That's not the point. The point is to get them done quicker. Yeah, get jobs in and out quicker, and to be able to better organise where a certain job would go. So if it's a quick service, put it on the quick service ramp and do the service, get it out, get the report typed up, yeah. explained and sent to the customer. So it's it's all, we're learning every day. Every day is a yeah. school day for us and, and we've not done this before. So yeah. And I guess the team just starts to get used to everyone as well, get used to each other. I, kn- I remember DJ was talking about that with, with some of his colleagues that, he, you know, that are working under him and that he's helping to mentor and stuff. And he's just getting used to folks who've trained you know he's coming from the uk he's yeah. been trained a very specific way and he's working with some guys coming from the subcontinent trained in a different way yeah. and how do you talk to those guys when you want to say hey you're doing a great job or hold on a second i think you dropped the ball there and that's that's a challenge you're learning about each other yeah i mean i've i've been in dj's position and came here to manage a workshop which every single one of the 20 people there were older than me yeah well that's a hard one and it was yeah, difficult, a, you know. It's, and it's, it's difficult. That's to go over and say to somebody, "You're doing that wrong," yeah, they're, or they're, "You're not doing it wrong, but there's a better way." Yeah, and they're gonna go. Oh, I've been well. doing, it. you know, laddie, laddie. Yeah, yeah, I've exactly. been doing this for. I've been doing this since yeah. you were in diapers. Yeah, and the, and the other fact that there's a there's a language barrier. Yeah, because we're we're born English and we speak English. Fortunately, the rest of the world does. Majority of the rest of the world, and and in our in our ignorance, and, and my. In, in my case, I just hated learning languages at school. <laughs> I'd much rather learn about science or maths. I just didn't bother. Mm. And then, you know, but you've still got a language barrier to get across. So. Is, your, is your little daughter in the Spanish immersion at daycare? No. no okay. Just checking. No. Jen, you're at the same place that Jenna's boys are, right? Yeah. So she's got her boys apparently in Spanish immersion. Maybe they're doing Spanish and you don't know it. Maybe. I mean, all, <laughs> all, something new. <laughs> I mean, Alma's only two now. All she, all she ever says at the minute is, I don't like it. Um, <laughs> oh, don't worry. Disgusting. <laughs> the, 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 and you, why? Well, she's got the three words she's going to be using for the rest of your life. Yeah. And only, there's only going to be more words strung into that sentence. Yeah, disgusting, I Dad. I, I can't believe you just did that. I don't like it. <laughs> disgusting. And why? I mean, that's actually, Amy says that to me pretty much all the time. <laughs> Well, wait till you have parent day and you walk in and say, like, oh, come on, dad, you're disgusting. Like, really, do you have to come? And like, <laughs> yeah, well, parent, we've had parent day. It's just literally on Zoom. So it's not the yeah, same. Yeah, it's, it's weird now. It's really weird. Yeah. I, I think it's nice. Yeah, I, I, I hope things change. I mean, my, my students have been talking about that and what's, what's going to happen next semester. Because uh, currently we're not, we're, not in, we're not on campus. And there's a big push for some of my students. They, they would really like the face-to-face again. I just don't know how we accommodate it if we're going to be doing a socially distanced t- style of learning short of plexiglass around all the seats. But what happens when you leave class? 
Mm. You know, you got a couple thousand students walking around halls. It's like, it's not exactly one way conducive to the other way. I mean, there's, so I don't know how we're going to do it. It's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting situation to be in. And, And you know what? I think we're so far in now. We're almost, you know, we're almost a year in. I think it's, it's pretty much a year since the first contracted case that the yeah, doctor yeah. in China blew the whistle about. The guy December, ended yeah. up dead. Yeah, November, so December. So we're pretty much a year in, and I think people are kind of thinking, "Well, we're that far in now; it'll be over soon. Who cares?" Yeah. So we'll see. It's, it actually was kind of interesting. I was listening to a couple of the uh, Pfizer and I don't remember the name of the other company, who both got vaccines that are in the go one of them they say is about 90 percent effective the other one 94 but the interesting one is of course they they they've 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 really only done very small studies so they've got a lot of room to go but one that became interesting to me was there's so there's two vaccines that work kind of the same where they recognize the protein on the the rna ones yeah but what one of them needs to be one of the so one of them the, the the latest one that was announced today it can be stored at regular temperatures in a pharmacy and it has a pretty good lifespan the pfizer one it needs to be in some wickedly cold storage unit and it doesn't last very long so mm. i mean they both do the job but who's got a freezer that stores it you know minus 70 degrees celsius oh pfizer wants for you know you guys in canada in the winter <laughs> can only can only be right now yeah right yeah. now yeah you guys in the uh just leave it outside Arctic. Yeah, yeah just, you know, everyone's got to go up to Yellowknife to get it. So Del- delivered <laughs> with the milk in the morning. Yeah, yeah. so I thought, and then the you know the whole virus thing, and they're saying these, these new viruses are all manufactured in a different way, as opposed to more traditional virus, uh, you know, antivirals that are they they what do they they call it? They incubate them in eggs. I didn't realize that. And so you you've got a restriction because a you've got to grow some of this stuff in eggs, and that's why when sometimes you go and get. Uh, vaccines for your kids they'll say no, no allergies to eggs right because there's a whole process that involves eggs so i thought that's kind of interesting yeah so anyway we're, we're, we're still early days and i think as both of the groups of scientists were saying you know they're just two of many that are bringing these things yeah to the strange thing for me was reading that the the guys were in the test were not after having been given the vaccine were then not were not inoculated with the virus they weren't given the virus. They just try your luck. They're just randomers. Yeah. Yeah. Just now you've been vaccinated. Let's see if you get it. Yeah. Which is weird. <laughs> you, you almost want them to be in a room with, you know, it's walking dead, right? You want them yeah. to walk into a room and okay, the toxins yeah. are in here. I mean, like for, for you know, like in, certainly in the UK and I, I don't know how advisable it is these days. I've been out for a while and I haven't got a kid that I've raised in the UK, but I can remember from friends of mine that had children before I left saying, oh, my little girl's classmate's got chicken pox. Yeah. So we're going to go and have a chicken pox party. Yeah. So yeah. we all get it now. And it's like, mm. see, we get vaccinated for that here. Right. The babies get vaccinated. Yeah, yeah. So, so Mays had it. Alma was born in the UK and hasn't had the chicken pox vaccine, I don't think. Really? But May had it because she was here. It's not too late. So, oh yeah, and obviously we would get it. Well, that was an interesting. Yeah, that was an interesting one where I was talking with a teacher, and and they were saying, yeah, you know, got a got a student who's out. I said, COVID. They go, no, chicken pox. I'm just thinking, oh man, that's the worst thing. And and how many of the kids in the class have now been exposed? It's an interesting thing with the vaccine because obviously there's the whole anti-vax brigade and and whatever, you know, whatever. But I remember I was reading about it in the UK that that one of the one of the ministers on the government cabinet said 
people that refuse to be vaccinated, because the UK had ordered 40 million doses of this right. one vaccine. So those that refuse to be vaccinated would potentially be barred from public spaces and going to work in, in shared spaces. But how do you do that? We don't have ID cards in the UK. There's yeah. too too many people that say, oh, ID cards breach my human rights. We're not having them. Right. They were proposed just after the millennium and then just said, no, we're not having them. We don't want them. Okay, whatever. But then, so now how do you do that? Yeah. And if you're, if you are to share a vehicle or if you're yeah. going to go on a bus or a train, you know, are you, are you a, are you then, if you haven't been vaccinated, are you then going to be happy to go on there? I mean, yeah, what's, yeah. What's, <laughs> I don't know. You know if right? you, I'm not having the vaccine, but yeah. then what? Yeah. So it's, it's a strange one. I don't know. I mean, for, from what, from what we deal with every day, we, you know, I, I've, probably seen 20 people today mm. and we keep a distance when we talk and we don't talk for too long and we don't yeah. you know we we, we we're wearing masks apart from you know yeah. when we're not on our own uh, it's, it's pretty just much common sense yeah. but I'm, I'm definitely up for keeping masks on around the supermarket when all oh, this yeah. is done oh. no problem with that whatsoever no, no. public places I That's got no cool. I got no issue keeping them on it's like you know what yeah. let's just make this the norm no problem it was it was interesting also um i was just thinking about some how, how this all comes together but we'll we'll pick that up after because uh, <laughs> i i wanted to point something else out two things that i saw this morning yeah. and the first one was the the mazda cx5s that the municipality is starting to use mm. and i thought so i was beside it's it's uh, the only reason I, brought, I put it in the notes and i brought it up is because yesterday i was down the fruit and veg market and i saw a couple of them there Today I was, you know, getting here to the Rove Hotel. I passed one and they're, they're all new. And I thought, wow, this is, it, you know, maybe they got a great price on it. I don't know, but they went the Mazda route. And I thought that's really, so then I went and looked up this, you know, what, what the, what do the people say about this, uh, the CX-5? And it's funny because they've got some uh, phraseology here when they talk about the, the elegant new shape of the CX-5 is captured perfectly by our distinct design philosophy, Kodo, soul of motion. The exterior conveys an appearance of both speed and grace. And I'm thinking, Kodo, I got what is that? But, you know, I don't know. I'm looking at it and yeah, maybe, okay. But, but, but they, you know, I, I just thought, wow, Mazda. And, and I like a Mazda. My, my yeah, big, com yeah. big complaint about Mazdas is they just look boring. But, you know, that's aside from that. Yeah, I, I mean, the new CX-9 is nice, the current one, sorry. The, the mm -hmm. CX-5 is not bad. Um, they're just parts bin stuff, though, now. They're all Ford and yeah. all shared. So, you know, that's the way of the world. That's the way cars are made these days. But I do, I think Colin's mother-in-law has a CX-5. I can't remember. I think it might be the model prior to this. Looking at the CX never oh, never really many bad things to say about the Mazda. Yeah. The only one thing here that we tr have trouble with with Mazdas is our, when they do come time for repairs beyond the sort of normal service work, we struggle to get parts. Ah. Parts on. They're not that many of them sold that, Warrant them keeping that money parts on the shelf. Kind of like the Suzuki's and the Subarus. They kind of fit into that. Yeah, that realm. The, the parts can be quite pricey here because mm. of that. Because they're indiv individually mm. imported in. Um, but I, I, I do 
I don't have really many bad things to say about the ones that I've worked on and driven. Mm. They're relatively straightforward. It's the kind of car where you think when it comes in, probably not going to have much to do on that. Yeah. Also, if we do, it's going to have to go and come back because the parts aren't going to be available. So yeah. they're the two sort of things from a mechanic's point pretty of view. Re- pretty, and I think that's what I've heard from a lot of people. They're just really reliable. Yeah. And, you know, you get, and, and because of, they, they like to get them into the market here, you usually get quite a bit of bang for your Durham or bang for your buck. So they're they're pretty full of, of options and nice trim, nice features yep. that you, you might find on a slightly more expensive vehicle. The other one I passed today, and I, it, I gave it a second look, was the BMW M6. I'm not a big Beamer fan, mm. but it looked nice. <laughs> you know, and it was funny because the guy came up beside me and had his window down. So I thought actually he wanted to either complain to me about something or he wanted to have a, a word. And, and he, it was neither. I guess he was, you know, just wanted to have the windows down. And so I got a nice look inside because it was quite tinted. And I got a nice look inside. The only thing that was weird is, so he had his dash. Yep. He then had that that classic screen that you get on beamers. Yep. And behind the screen, there was something on the dash. And I actually wanted to ask him, except the light turned green. I said, what, what is that thing? And I don't know if it was like a camera or... Possibly. It was weird. And it, and it just looked out of place. Probably, I, mean, I don't like the interiors of BMWs. It lets them down, in my opinion. They're very functional and they, they, they seem quite simple to use once you've used one or two, but... They just haven't changed for 30 years. <laughs> yeah. you know, Maybe they don't need to because they work perfectly well, but they just don't, they don't inspire any kind of, wow, not yeah. like getting into a Mercedes or an Audi. It's kind of weird, isn't it? And I'm, I'm just looking at the images here to see if I can see that thing, and I can't. So I don't know if it was something that he'd put behind it. But yeah, it's interesting that they've really stuck true to what they do and i guess that that just works if you're if you love beamers yeah, if it works and like i say they do they are easy to use once you know what you're doing uh, i don't really like the um i drive mm. seems a bit slow yeah or whenever i've used it compared to other s- systems on cars but you know at the minute it's like the audi's in the mercedes for me really with the interiors that on the sort of higher end cars otherwise related to the Mazda, the Volvo stuff, because the Volvo's very minimalist. Yeah, yeah. A screen and the yeah. start button, and that's literally pretty go. much it, and yeah. everything's done on the screen. The only problem with that is you can still do stuff on the screen while the car's driving, so it... it it's me, quite it just, a big screen it, now, too. It breeds the potential, sorry, it yeah. gives the potential for being distracted. Well, and, and if you've had a Mac Arabia and you got a little bit of the residue on your fingers, it ends <laughs> up on a screen. Not that I would know, but <laughs> yeah, that's a little, and then you try to wipe it and you got, you know, Mac yeah. Arabia sauce all over yeah. and that's... Any <laughs> suspensions <laughs> moving up and down. It's like, what's going on driving there? Modes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you need the obelizer after to sanitize. Yeah. So it's like, oh man, it's crazy. Yeah. Hey, I'm looking at our list. We got so much to talk about next time. <laughs> well, I'm going to pick one of these off the list, and I'll do a, a recorded uh, PowerPoint and send it through. Okay, yeah, that sounds cool. that yep. sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah, we'll fire that in for sure. Perfect. And uh, one of the things for sure, I know. Oh, I'm not doing that one. I'm deleting that. <laughs> Micro refresh. Jeez. No, no, that's that's awesome. We're going to talk about. It. I, I couldn't believe it when I was I was going through it. I said, really? And then I started reading about it, and I and I, I just went, you can't be serious. Oh, like this is who's commissioned the, that? The N Sport Premium. The N-Sport Premium, they got some wicked tires. Look. Yeah, N for no. <laughs> They've got some, cr- the the N-Design 
Technograde's Jenky new 16-inch two-tone wheels. They called Jenky. They come on standard. That's the cool. Tires. No problem. Jenky tires. It's like, what kind of tires you got there? I got janky. <laughs> Get janky with no it. I was asking you about your tires. You're in a micro. <laughs> you, you pull up in a micro and you assume one, it's a tourist and they're in a rental, or two, the car's in the shop, body repairs, and that's the insurance courtesy car. Easy now, easy now. <laughs> Iconic micro. Wow. There we go. That's what we're going to talk about next, next show. We're going to kick that off right there. Powerworks with Glenn Power from Powerworks Automotive. I'm James Pikeway coming to you from the Rove Podcast Studio in the Rove Hotel downtown Dubai. Say that without taking a breath. If you want to get in touch with us, podholics with a K at gmail.com. Find us across all the socials, podholics. And of course, www.podholics.com to listen to many, many more podcasts of equal quality and sophistication to this one. <laughs> Talk to you again soon.